1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hans and Scotty, thanks for making this part of your afternoon. Uh, one of our favorite days of the year, getting down here at BYU Media Day. Uh, everybody's in a good mood. Duff Till doesn't yell at us. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a good day. <laughs> Brett Pine's not eyeballing us. In October, that's a different story. I but still uh, have our credentials. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but joining us now, he's the head coach at uh, BYU, Kalani Sataki. Coach, how are you? Gentlemen, how are you doing? Glad doing to have well. you on. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Oh, the pleasure's all ours. How's uh, Let's talk about uh, taking momentum. You get a big bull win, a convincing bull win. Do, do those kind of wins carry over into spring and carry over into fall, that, that kind of momentum? I think so. I, I think all the, all the things that happened towards the end of the year, even the Utah game, yeah. carried over. You know, But I, I, I was really proud of our players, the way that they responded from that game. And it was a heartbreaking loss, you know, and, and – um, I think that uh, they're so mature in the way that they're approached to the next game. And I saw a bunch of guys with 15 practices utilize every bit of that time getting ready for the bowl game and took out some frustration on Western Michigan. And then I saw the uh, same group of guys uh, approach their, their conditioning and going to spring ball and having great practices in spring ball. And then um, seeing what they're doing in the off season, it's, it's been really remarkable and I credit the players for for uh, their passion and the excitement that they bring to the to the table, and also uh, getting ready for this first game, I think it's it's uh, got I'm feeding off of them. They're the ones that give enough the the vibe and the the, the feeling of, of trying to get back to the game and anxious to get back to that game. And so I think we're really excited for the moment, and um, I'm just really proud of, the, of these players. So, coach, a year ago we're kind of gearing up and getting ready to see what you'd brought in as an offensive coordinator and, and really a new offensive staff. What are the differences like, you know, having it established and, and having uh, an increase in success? And, and we were talking about the win over Wisconsin and the big offensive moments in that game and the game plan. Uh, what are the differences now coming into media day, having an established mm-hmm. coordinator and only really making an offensive line higher? Right. Yeah, and 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 that hire it was a, a easy transition. Yeah, uh, I, I almost forgot that Mateos is new to the to the uh, the staff. You know, that's that's how awesome he was at, at transitioning into being the position coach with the O line and and with the players, and then also the connection and the and the uh, the the how easy it was for him to work with our offensive staff and our entire staff, and what he's done in recruiting. I've been really uh, impressed with what he's done as a coach and. Uh, I think going into this year, to answer, to answer your question, Hans, this, this media day is a little bit different because we're familiar with what's going on now on offense, defense, and special teams. And we have a group of really good, experienced young guys, you know, that um, I think can, can help us out. And that we have um, some depth behind them a little bit. And I think um, the years have taught us that we need to have more than one guy ready to play, not just a quarterback, but a, a lot of different uh, different positions. And so that's what we're going to try to get done. And uh, and it's been been a lot of fun so far, and, and we're going to utilize all the time that we have left in the next 72 days to get ready for that game. I was at a uh, a couple of years ago. I was at a function, and uh, you came in, and my 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 oldest son. He goes, "Yeah, I'd like to meet meet uh, Coach Sataki." And uh, as soon as you walked in the room, you just got like everybody wanted to shake hands, and I'm sure tell you what you were doing right or doing wrong or whatever the case might be. And I just I remember thinking, I'm like that cannot be easy like how hard is it to juggle the responsibilities and the demands outside of actually coaching football that come with being a head coach at at BYU um it's actually easier than you think you know um I love every part of it and 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 I I don't mind the the fans that want to come up and give their opinion I just 
my job, and I've said it before, is to make them all happy. You know, so I appreciate fans that feel comfortable with sharing their frustrations with me, and and I can share mine with them. You know, yeah. and, and and we can talk and communicate. And I, I, I love the ones that are proud of what we're doing. And and um, but I'm open to anyone that wants to come and talk and hang out with me. And it's why my family takes two cars to the movies because they know someone's <laughs> going to keep me behind. And I mean, we, we go with two cars everywhere to restaurants and stuff because my wife and my kids know that once I start talking, You're gonna I'll hang out until they're done. You know, and, and um, I just remember always thinking that one day if I ever become a head coach, I just want to make sure I do that. And and I think fans, um, some, some of them test it and will want to meet with me and talk with me. As long as I'm not catching a flight or I'm late to a meeting or something, I'll yeah. hang out and talk as long as they want me to. And and there's I can tell there's some fans that, that don't know if it's the right time to talk to me, but trust me, I, I'm open for all of it. And, and I I will be nervous the day nobody wants to talk to me. That's, that's, just, <laughs> yeah. and so, that's a um, good point. Yeah, and so I think, I, I think that, that makes my job. I, I really enjoy that part of it, and especially with the kids, you know, talking to the young children and, um, seeing what they're passionate about, and you know, if I can convert them over to cheering for BYU, I'm going to do my best at Be- it. Because wasn't it an experience like that that essentially made you a BYU fan? It did. Well, I was a BYU fan from the beginning, but it helped confirm that I wanted to play football for yeah. BYU. You know, and it was coming at a moment where I was really struggling with the divorce of my parents and stuff like that, and 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 uh, I needed to pick me up, and a, it was a BYU football player that did that for me, and I knew from that moment I was nine years old that I was going to play for BYU, and. So now, as a BYU fan, to be a player at BYU, a teammate with Hans, to all of a sudden becoming the head coach, you know, and imagine how grateful and, and how excited I am to go to work every day. And that with the background that I have of being 10 years at, at the rival school at Utah that I love so much and the fans and the interaction I have with that group, um, I have a unique perspective on this whole thing. And um, I love our team. I love our players. But there's a, a lot of respect for for Utah and what, what they've done and, and this is going to be it's crazy this is this is one of their best teams of all time that's coming up this year and and our players are really excited for this game so I'm, I'm excited for them and it's going to be a lot of fun that's a big game and and they are definitely loaded they've got a great team and that mm-hmm. opening game is going to be big uh, we'll hopefully get an opportunity to get more into that game but just based off of some of the things that you were talking about uh, and having an opportunity to watch your evolution as a player and a coach and now a head coach how much have you changed how much have you learned how much have you adapted from your first year in coaching to now going into your fourth season as a head coach i've learned a lot i mean i've learned a lot um it's kind of asking you i think i said this to some of the media earlier is that um it's like being a father right and and you can read all the books about being a dad but you just don't know until you have your kids. And then you're sitting there going, okay. So my question would be to you, (laughs) how are you now as a father compared to what you were the first year? You know what I mean? And um, then with the first child, the second child, the third, I mean, that's, I kind of give it that that point of view where I kind of thought some things were going to be a certain way and they were different, but I'm loving every second of it, just like I'm loving fatherhood. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so this is a really cool thing for me to be in, and I just love every, every second of it. There's not one point... That I that I did not question whether or not I wanted to be here. That's that's never been a that's never been on my mind. I just I mean, I, I can't believe I get this jo- get to have this job. Mm-hmm. The only thing better than this is to still be playing, you know. And yeah. I would love I would give anything to go back and play football again. But the next best best thing is coaching, and um, I'm 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 really enjoying it. 
Kalani Sataki, head coach at BYU, joining us. Uh, when you're on the recruiting trail, how much – uh, of the schedules that you're going to have in September, do you talk about with recruits? Has got to imagine kids want to play these games, and you've got uh, mm-hmm. as good a schedule as anybody in the country in the month of September. Yeah, that's a big part of it. But we talk about everything in recruiting. I talk about the honor code and um, about uh, the expectations we have from them off the field. We also talk about the the academics and how hard BYU is, and and how much we're going to need them to compete in the classroom and get their grades and. I think I said that there's there's a there's a expectation for them um, spiritually as well as physically and then definitely with academics and mentally. So uh, we cover all that and then the 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 schedule we get to look at it, you know, and see the type of team. So it's going to test us on the field, and I love it. I, when I got the job, I was really excited about the schedules that I saw because Hans and I we would have given anything for these teams mm-hmm. to play these games. Um, the you know, I've had a lot of coaches that that are that are, um, that are I'm close with that said, "Well, that's just really hard for a, a head coach to go into that those type of schedules." Yeah, if you're trying to Floyd Mayweather the whole thing, you know. For me, it's like the uh, I think you look at the best fighters. I think if people can sit there and tell you Muhammad Ali was the, was one of the best. Well, he he took his fair shot to the losses and he learned a lot from that. And I think I think for us, it's not really about my record or anything like that as a head coach it's about where the program needs to be headed and we play the tough teams we know what we need to do to, to compete with them and that's in every area right if, in recruiting in development in scheme yeah, all not, that not stuff. just in the game but exactly across right? the board. And, and you can't learn those lessons unless you play those games and um and so i think that next year we got a lot of p5 games again and i've had the attitude with with uh, tom to just keep them coming Man, I, I, if they're P5, and it doesn't matter if we go there or get them home, but if you do that, then you're going to get teams like Washington and USC and Utah at home. Uh, Scotty, one of the things with just having played with Kalani and getting to watch him as a player, the, the thing I – when you'd see him blow up the most was, was rivalry week. Loved Utah. Loved playing Utah State, and he was the guy that would just – get the locker room electric and get us ready for that rivalry game. I, I know that those games were important to you as a player. Equally as important as a coach, more important as a coach. And then uh, just curious, your thoughts on the importance of those three rivalry games that you've got on the schedule. Well, I mean, I, I got really excited about those games because I had an older brother that was playing at Utah, right? I had friends that were playing at Utah State. I mean, we had we had uh, familiar friends. that We had people that we knew that were up, up up at Utah, and so we want to beat them, right? And and so the fact that they're our friends and that we know a lot of them, um, you don't want to lose that game. And so this is, I think it carries over to these kids, and it carries over to me as a coach. Obviously, I know all those guys at both schools and even at Boise, you know. So um, I think there's a little bit, for me, extra incentive for a coach to win those games. But our players are in the same position too, and uh, I don't think I need to do anything to, to – blow it up more than what it really already is and and i've been pretty proud of our players and how they approach each game and i think um we're really close to, to you know performing even better than what we expect in those type of games and we just as coaches we need to put our guys in position to make those plays and that's um that's my focus as a head coach i know grimes is the same way as an oc he's the same way with the defense and um, you know, that's going to be the same with special teams. So I feel really good about it, and I feel good about our players and, and the, the faith that they have in each other and in, in our scheme. 
There's been some kids that have come through this program that have had really good freshman years at quarterback and then regressed and didn't quite take the next step for whatever reason. Uh, what do you feel is in Zach Wilson's DNA that's going to allow him to continue to stay humble and take those next steps and be successful? He's humble at home. You go to his house and um, and you see the way his parents um, teach him. Uh, there's no way this kid's going to be um, a prideful young man. And, and, and he he is a great example of humility because he works hard. You know, the, the concern with his injury is that he was going to work too hard mm. and damage his rehab. And, and uh, But he's also smart, too. So I've been really impressed with him. I thought it was really important um, as a freshman for him to really earn the starting position. You know, and I think we knew he had something exceptional when he showed up as a, as a freshman and a true freshman out of high school in, in January. Um, of 2018, but I thought it was important that he make it known that he was the better player and that he won the spot, and that was important. And once he did that, I think he's kind of earned the credibility from the players and from the coaches that there's a lot more trust in him as a, as a, as a quarterback but also as a player and a leader on our team. And I, I'm looking forward to him as a leader now because he was a great leader at Corner Canyon, and um, he's a great leader in his family, and I mean, he, he comes from great stock. So I, th- I think it's going to be really exciting to see him um, in his sophomore year, and he's a, he's a little bit different than all the other freshmen that have been through here, and I, I'm I'm comfortable saying that because I've seen with my own eyes the, the the maturity that he had has and how he handles this game. He's a football junkie, but he's really smart. His rehab has been really calculated, and I, I've been really excited to see him perform. And he knows that the game's 72 days away, and that's when he'll be ready. You know, you made mention at this event last year that you felt like. Uh, in terms of Tanner, maybe he didn't let him compete enough for the job. Mm-hmm. He didn't. He didn't put him through enough work to make him actually go out and earn it. Obviously, I think we all anticipate Zach's going to be the guy. But how much do you want to make sure that he feels like he's getting pushed by those uh, on that depth chart? Well, I think it's important. I think it's important for every position to to be at risk of losing their spot. Um, I don't think anything can be written in stone. And so everyone needs to know that, that there's going to be someone coming after their their spot. I mean, all you have to do is look at what Clemson did, yep. you know. And, and so if the national champions are doing that, then, then who are we that, that, to not do that? So I, I, Alabama's done it yeah. as well at that position. And I just think it's really important to, to play the best. I can walk around with my head up and knowing that people have earned their spot. I can look parents in the eyes. I can look kids in the eyes because I know that we've done what was right, not what's comfortable. And um, but I also believe that you can't hand someone a starting spot uh, unless they've really earned it. Well, with that being said, then Kalani, because I watched spring as much as I could, uh, went back, tried to <clears throat> tried to take a look at some of the things that you guys did through spring. Jaron Hall was just impressive. Mm-hmm. He was just all around impressive. And, and he, he's and I know that same you let, thing. <laughs> and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I felt like you had quarterbacks live in that spring scrimmage. We did. Yep. Okay, so when I'm watching live quarterback play and Jaron Hall stiff arm make movements out of the pocket and make things happen, I was really impressed with the kid all around. And he made some dynamic throws. And 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 um, throughout all spring, he played every spring practice. Took all the most of the reps, the bulk of the reps on, on, and then went and played baseball too. And so, and you talk about um, genetics. He, he's got great genetics too. So, and he's just like Zach, loves the game. And I think it's only right to allow him a chance to compete. But it's you know, it's it's uh, it's nothing that Zach or or even his family are, are expecting. They're not expecting anything less than that. 
they want Jaron to try to come after Zach's spot. That only makes Zach better. So I, I, I think it's really good for our group. The one thing I could say about Tanner is that when he did get beat out last year, he was awesome in the, in the locker room and great in the position group in that meeting room. And it's because of his example and, and what A-Rod's done as a quarterback coach to allow these young men to really f- flourish and compete against each other but also help each other, each other become the best. You brought you talk about that offensive coaching staff. You brought a lot of alpha dogs in there that had a lot of experience and and a lot of uh, play calling experience. And to bring all those big personalities into one room mm-hmm. and say we all and, and you know I was you know Hans and I had conversations. I was a little concerned about could guys all kind of mesh. And by all accounts, it worked out really really well. Where guys came in and and it was all one voice and and one one goal. How. Uh, was that a surprise? Were you nervous about that going into last year? Because, boy, it sure seemed like it, it fired on all cylinders for the most part. I wasn't nervous at all because I n- knew all the individuals that were coming and being part of that offensive staff. I knew um, that the, the, there's no ego involved with those those gentlemen. And I knew that going in together, they would work They work really well together. And so I give a lot of credit to Jeff Grimes being the leader of that group. But um, he's done an amazing job at including everyone in, in, in that on that coaching staff to feel that they can give their voice and have an opinion and even argue a little bit, you know, when they're in there. So I, I, I don't think it's a room where, every, where only one person's talking. They're all talking and they're all fighting for their players and fighting for reps and fighting for scheme. But they're also really... Um, experienced enough to figure out that this is going to be the best for what we have on our team and what's going to maximize the talent that we have right now. And so I, I've been really impressed with them. You know, Kalani, I feel like there's, Coach Satake, I feel like there's a lot of different buzzes and things that have gone on in the off season about your contract. And I just haven't heard much from you in regards to it being up at a certain time or you even being worried about it. Do you concern yourself with that? Or, or is that just us media type that love to buzz and find things to talk about? My main concern are the players on this team and getting them in the position to achieve the goals that they, they want. Um, and that's my number one priority. My other priority is to make sure that the fans get what they deserve as well. And I'm so focused on that. I'm not really worried about the other stuff. Yep. So that's my main focus. Um, you've known me a long time, mm-hmm. and that's all I'm going to worry about. You know, So that's um, I'm going to do my best today and keep doing my best every day, but that's what I'm focused on. That's why I'm always kind of hesitant to ask you because I, I, at times I feel like it's more important to me than it is anybody else. You know, and so Well, I appreciate it. Every, everyone's concerned. I, I do. I appreciate everybody. Because you I, see it. I'm sure you've seen it. Oh, I, I've heard it, but you know, at the same time, we're focused on one thing and that's the utah game and this you hear our players talk they're excited for this and so this there can be nothing in the way no obstacles and nothing that's going to slow us down from what we're trying to get done for this 2019 season starting with that utah game and and um i'm really excited for it and that's that's my main focus them and and the expectations that our fans have would love love nothing more than to go another 30, 40 minutes with you. But I I'd know love it. you got a long list of other people who want to chat with you. Thanks, Coach. So I'd love to hang really out with you guys. Appreciate you. But we do have that one thing about when answers. <clears throat> so I, I heard when you were in, uh, someone that told me this whole thing with paleontology, right? And so <laughs> and so um, I just want to be. I didn't know. I no, didn't. no, I just want to, I just want to make sure that, that everyone knows that. I am a witness to Hans and his interest in paleontology. And I remember the exact moment when you mentioned it. 
And I, I thought maybe that was, I, I thought it was for the different reasons that what he explains, that he's actually interested in it. But I did hear that back in 19, I think it was 98, so, that you first mentioned it to me. So, so, uh, so that's true. But, but I, I thought it was because he, he considered himself the Ross in the Friends situation. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he, he kind of gives that Ross vibe. Oh, he does give that Ross vibe up a little bit. Man. I thought I thought there was some girl in like the geology department that he was trying to coach. <laughs> no, but that that was a true thing. So I'm I'll, I will back him up on that. But wow, I, I just I, t- I told you, man, I've always wanted to be a paleontologist. And <laughs> when I he dropped that, that's like there's he no did way. say that in '98, guys. That was only 20 years ago. We're getting old, man. I am the Ross of friends. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Hey, <laughs> Coach, thank you so much. Kalani Sataki right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.